0: Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places.
1: And welcome to the Exploring Awareness podcast, a conversation about awareness, which may sound simple, but we're learning it really provides a lot of different ways to look at and live your life. I'm Lisa Berry, joined by Dr. Frank Anderson.
0: Hello, Lisa. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. Always great to talk to you and share these conversations with listeners all over the
0: world. Lisa, we're here on the day before the U.S. election. And it is time to explore awareness for sure because we are inundated with so much information right now and so much ideas of what could happen in the future and this and that, and the anxiety is palpable and people are being pulled around by their nose all over the place. Exploring awareness has really given me an opportunity to really take stock in the present moment. And just like the COVID pandemic that we're in, and we've talked about that before as well, sometimes it takes some very difficult situations to really force us to ask the question, what is really important? Mm -hmm. What is really driving us? Where does the importance in life lie? Does it lie in all these external circumstances or is there something within that we can connect to that makes a lot of this you know, important but not dire?
1: All right. So I do want to go back and just emphasize that we are recording this the night before the U.S. presidential election. So by the time you're listening to this, everyone hopefully should know who won. I mean, it's going to be different how the votes are counted because a lot of things changed this year. So there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of anxiety and it's interesting that we've sort of switched roles because I have to do special election coverage and I have to broadcast it and I have to keep keep it together and I'm sensing that you're feeling more anxiety about it than I'm at least acknowledging that I that I, I mean I certainly do but I I can't right now.
0: Yeah, right because you've got a professional objective. Right. Uh, job so what i am feeling my own self is kind of acknowledging and recognizing the emotions that are rising up in me and those emotions are rising up in me because of what's happening on the news and what's happening you know among conversations and what i see in my patients you know so so you mm. get there's a palpable kind of reaction to things going out there and the, and people are getting their information from watching the news and listening to uh, the news and listening to the candidates and so yeah people are stirred up and that kind of stirs me up as well hmm. and you know we've been talking about tools like what kind of tools might we be able to use in difficult situations to kind of help us connect to something deeper
1: Well, I'm thinking you are going to say meditation because that's, isn't that a tool that we talk about every single week?
0: Yeah, that's That's true. Yeah. Meditation is a great tool, but you know, you, you've heard other tools. People come up with all kinds of different like tools that people can use to kind of help themselves. You've heard those before.
1: Well, give us an example of what you mean by a
0: tool. A lot of teachers come up with tools and tools can be really helpful. And I think that we can go over some of those tools as well. But I want to emphasize that tools are one thing. But like you said, my favorite tool is meditation, because with meditation, you build the ground from where you can use some of these other tools as well. So, you know, we've talked about top down versus bottom up in the past, Right. Right? And so sometimes some tools can sound like, you know, they're like a top down, you should do this, you should do that, you should do this, you should do that. They might mean something very different if you have been meditating, you know, and cultivating your ground. And then those tools, instead of sounding like something that you should do, they sound like something that would come naturally. Like, let's talk about one tool that I really like a lot. And it's a tool that Tara Brock uh, has come up with. And, um, you know, she just wrote a book and it's called yeah. True Refuge Finding Peace and Freedom in Your Own Awakened Heart. And, you know, I have been in Tara Brock and Jack Kornfield's mindfulness meditation teacher training program. So we've been using one of her fantastic tools it's used with mindfulness of emotions and in our episode number five i think we called it oh those emotions Mm, emotions and we talked about emotions and mindfulness of emotions and i want to revisit that tool because i think it's really very very useful and people might find it useful right now as well the tool is has an acronym and it's called RAIN. And so the first thing we can do is we can say, ah, oh, there's an emotion coming up. Let me try RAIN. You ever tried RAIN?
1: I have because you taught it to me. And yeah. Recognize. I recognize RAIN.
0: <laughs> so, so you, re- <laughs> you recognize RAIN. So the R in RAIN stands for recognize. Mm-hmm. And so when emotions come up, They can have a life of their own. And I I think we both experienced that in the past. So an an emotion run run amok, Mm. uh, like a wild horse running in the field. It can happen unconsciously. Now, what would it mean to to stop and recognize that you're having an emotion?
1: What do you mean? What would it mean? It would mean, all right, you're getting a hold of it. Right,
0: that, that you know that it's happening.
1: Right, like anger or frustration, those kind of emotions.
0: Yeah, sadness, mm. fear, mm. uncertainty, regret, mm-hmm. embarrassment.
1: Is it pretty much my life story?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. so, so I think. We've experienced emotions that aren't recognized. Have you done that?
1: Well, I don't know. I'm trying to think. What, what does that mean, experiencing emotion that's not
0: recognized? Yeah, an emotion that just happens and continues to happen. Mm. So when you're having an emotion, do you recognize that you're actually having an emotion? Mm. Like for me, if it, if it was anger and I was very angry, I might not know that I'm angry. I'm just being angry. Mm or I'm just being sad or I'm just being um, regretful.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people are experiencing a lot of emotions that they may not be aware that they're experiencing right now because of everything going on. Like you mentioned the the election or, you know, the pandemic, there's just so
0: much going on right now. Yeah, exactly. So, so that recognizing part is really, really important. And Mm so I'm going to, really emphasize that for the listeners even if you don't even know the emotion if you're just not feeling good then then stopping and using this tool can be really helpful and it's good to use this tool during meditation as well because you're in a kind of quiet still place
1: how where do you have to be that like i mean who does that you're you're sad and, and then you stop and go, oh i'm sad <laughs> i mean does it yeah, take some that- Effort or awareness?
0: I, th- I think it does take that, like we talked about, that like some kind of intention, you know, mm. that there is another way. And so mm-hmm. to be, you know, lost in emotions or lost in thoughts too, for that matter. Mm-hmm. What we're saying here on this podcast and what you know, what a lot of people have have learned over the years, and it's kind of waking up to the fact that you don't have to be controlled by all of these things. So if, you're, if, you are, if you know that and you're aware of that and want to practice, it takes practice. Then next time you have a strong emotion or if you're doing a, a meditation, you can, you can recall an emotion and then you can recognize the emotion for what it is.
1: Just an emotion?
0: Yeah, just the emotion. That's the first thing.
1: Well, recognize it. Acknowledge that I'm feeling something. That's, that's,
0: the second one is to allow the emotion. Okay. But I'm expecting that after this election people are going to have some emotions. I mean, obviously no matter who you're for, there's going to be a lot of people happy and a lot of people upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, either, mm-hmm. either way, there's going to be a lot a lot of emotion out there. So, the second thing is, you know, if once you recognize the emotion, allow the emotion. Now, a lot of people may not want to allow the emotion you know a lot of people want to suppress the emotion to hide the emotion or bury the emotion and um you know what happens when like you know it's buried anger you know what they call buried anger
1: what do they call buried anger no i don't know depression oh really yeah Really? Yes. yes. I thought
0: depression would be more sadness. Than- right, but if you're well, well, perhaps buried sadness as well, but Okay. But, but but if you're angry and you're suppressing it or if you're sad, any of the emotions that you're not allowing, you yeah. know, they get they, they will start to build up. It could be depression, it could mm. be anxiety. You know, and and you mm. don't really know why. Right? But mm. you're so used to suppressing your emotions because of of whatever however you're raised or your work situation or something Mm. so so to allow your emotions can be kind of scary and uh kind of um something that people don't usually do do you you allow your emotions yes absolutely hmm yes and 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 it only means that that you recognize and, and allow them so that you you're not pushing them down and uh It's taken a while. And, you know, men don't, I don't think, do this as much as women do. Um, What do you mean? Men really, I think part of kind of masculinity in in a lot of men's lives is to not show emotion. Hmm. Right. And to not have emotion. It's kind of like (sighs) seen as a sign of weakness or
1: something. Right. So can I ask you, what do you mean by allow the emotion to... It comes out, or you feel it, or you cry, or you punch a wall. I mean, what's acknowledging your emotions?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. What does that look like? Any violence? Yeah. Well, it's going to look different to different people, and depending on what the emotion is, I'm not saying act out on the emotion, but
1: ah, okay. crying,
0: crying. Yeah, that's a difference. Can be part of a part of allowing a sad uh, emotion um especially if it's been built up for a while and you know some people do need to make noise and vocalize an emotion so the difference between allowing an emotion and acting out a, an emotion I mean, just because you allow an emotion doesn't mean you need to act it out. Okay. Um, I, there are, <laughs> I've been to, uh, you know, retreats or workshops where you can act out your emotions and you do that in a safe place with other people um, who also provide you a safe place. So, I did that to Stan Groff breath work, and that was quite a bit of acting out emotions. And other people have different settings where they can do that. And sometimes it does feel good to act out an emotion, you know, with your body. But uh, I think allowing the emotion in, in a meditative sense is to not suppress it. And so, if you allow the emotion, To be there, you kind of move into the I part, which is the investigate. So, when you're allowing the emotion to be there, then you can investigate it like, all right, where does that, where do I feel that emotion in my body? You know, is it in my chest? Is it in my stomach? Is it in my back? Is it a tightness? Is it a contraction? You know, so. So when you're allowing an emotion and then doing the investigation of the emotion, you know, that's kind of investigation is still allowing it to be there. Now, part of the investigation is where do you feel it in your body? Now, remember, this podcast is called Exploring Awareness, right? So these are all kind of tools to open ourselves to awareness, So in order to recognize an emotion, there has to be awareness. The investigation of the emotion um, is also part of the awareness and allowing is part of the awareness. So, So now from a place of awareness, investigating that particular emotion, where it is in your body, how it makes you feel, what are your shoulders doing, what is your mouth doing, what is your chest doing? What is your abdomen doing? So, again, it's remember, it's kind of like mindfulness of the body, isn't it? Right. So, that's investigating. Now, now whether you need to act out on that and punch a pillow or something, you do need to or cry. Yeah. But that old adage we say is what you resist persists and the only way out is through. So that's kind of a premise for this, what we're talking about. This tool, this RAIN tool that we're using for emotions. So we've recognized, we've allowed, we've investigated, right? So there it all is. Oh, part of the investigation is also other emotions. So you can imagine if you have... If you're really sad about something, there might be other emotions associated with it. What would you think could be associated with that?
1: With being sad?
0: Yeah, other emotions.
1: Disappointed. uh, Sad and disappointed and regretful. I think you mentioned them all already.
0: Yeah. Or or shame, perhaps, is another one. Yeah um fear uh disappointment so part of the investigation is also looking at other emotions that are associated with with the one that the original one in the first place and you know you can kind of come up with all types of of associated emotions and bringing them to awareness right so you got the whole thing there you got this whole bag of emotions. So, what do you do with it? And the N stands for nurture. What does that mean for you?
1: Self compassion. Yeah. Give yourself a break. You say it's okay that you're feeling these things right now, but they don't have to define you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's a way in this awareness place. And remember when we talked about the definition of mindfulness, paying attention in a particular way without judgment. So is it, is it the the nurturing of yourself, the nurturing of this emotional situation is the fact that we've been able to bring all of this into awareness it's like, ah, there's some space, right? So now the emotion isn't pulling you around all over the place. You're aware of it. And then in that place of awareness of peace and joy and love and generosity, then there can be this nurturing of yourself, this expression of self-compassion, a realization that you know, the this is the situation, this is the present moment. You know, it may have been based on lots of things in the past or it may have been based on a story that you created about the future or some perceived wrong that someone did to you. Ha, ah, so the awareness piece, the part of you that, that is doing all this work now gives you a solid ground of stability that allows that emotion to be there without affecting you right and in a way that that's healing you know it's no longer gripping but it's part of the present moment experience and that awareness piece is able to see it for what it is so that that's the the rain tool
1: okay i'm glad you mentioned that it's healing because Part of me was thinking that's a lot of work, that's a lot yes. of effort for one situation. But if there's a payoff, if there's a, I know you don't like it when I talk about benefits and payoffs, but it's healing, right? There, I mean, there's a reason right. you're doing it.
0: That's right. That's right. And that's why I say the only way out is through. Have you ever done this?
1: Have you oh, ever
0: absolutely, yes. Really? Yes. You don't have to do it. Just when an emotion comes up, I mean, you can actually during your meditation, you can kind of come up with emotion an emotion that you've recently had and practice. Because I think if you practice rain, like during meditation, then when emotions come up, then you can see them coming up and they don't have the same grip over you.
1: So you can do rain while you're meditating.
0: Yes, exactly. Hmm. Exactly. Exactly, and then, in, in part of this mindfulness training, we did rain with each other. Really? How does that work? It worked great. so so instead of in your own mind, the recognizing, allowing, investigating, and nurturing, you actually tell it to someone. Oh, I like that. right? so you so you tell them tell them what you're thinking with r a i n n. And that can be very powerful. Practice exercise or tool, and so if you go to one of Tara Brock's retreats, you'll probably be paired up with someone and do that exercise
1: now do they repeat it back to you or mirror back to you or just listen?
0: They just listen, they just okay. listen just listen, yeah, and then you get you get witnessed ah you you feel heard yeah you feel heard exactly exactly, and then you have someone also there who has compassion for you as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So rain. And, you know, I, I, a lot, I think a lot of these tools, that's one tool. It, it seem sort of simple.
0: Yeah, they and, do, don't they?
1: Yeah. Would you think that the um, the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, are those tools, those qualified? Yeah, tools?
0: yeah I think so. That, that, so. So why don't you tell the listeners a, a little bit about that?
1: I will tell you my cynical story about the four agreements. Uh, I, I was somebody I follow, and he's like, Today we're going to talk about the four agreements. And he was so excited. He was going to talk about the four agreements. They're going to change your life. And I couldn't wait to hear them. And then he reads them, and I'm like, Oh, okay. The four agreements are be impeccable with your word, don't take anything personally, don't make assumptions. And always do your best and that was that and I thought okay that sounds pretty simple and basic but until you start to explore them or become more aware of them do you really feel the impact at least for me and I will tell you the second one don't take anything personally is a game changer it it can provide so much freedom. If you realize that people aren't saying things or doing things because of you, they're doing them because they're not even thinking about you. They're doing them out of their own reaction, out of their own story, out of their own history. And this mm-hmm. sooner you can learn to not take it personally, the more freedom you're going to feel. So I admit I judged them when I first heard them and thought these are so simple, but my favorite is don't take anything personally. I try to share that with as many people as possible. And I try to apply that to my own life because somebody will do something and you'll think, oh, well, how dare they? And what were they? And like they weren't. They're acting out of their history or they're acting out of right. what they're seeing. It has nothing to do with you. And the sooner you let go of that, so much freedom. I highly, highly, highly recommend it
0: right right and i would say that again in a way that we could apply rain to that or broadly we can apply awareness to that right and so it's easy to tell someone don't take it personally but if they're still taking it personally just saying don't take it personally isn't necessarily gonna result in them not taking it personally Mm. right do you know what i mean it's the old thing we we've, we've talked about before the top top down versus bottom up and right. so if someone might say well how do i not take it personally when this person just said this to me and it feels very personal and so that how comes from our exploring awareness practice and the how is that through this meditation. And through mindfulness of thoughts and mindfulness of emotions, then you arrive at a place that is not influenced by thoughts and emotions. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, and I can see how you can be aware of not taking something personally. Could you talk about that a second? I mean, aware applying awareness to not taking something personally?
0: Yeah, So, so I think that that in order to do rain, in order to recognize the, that you're taking it personally,
1: uh-huh.
0: assumes that that you're able to re- recognize that it's happening. Now, do
1: these any of these other four agreements resonate with you?
0: Yeah, well, I like um, being impeccable with your word. Hmm. So there's mindful communication. There's a way to communicate mindlessly, and there's a way to communicate mindfully. Can you think of the... (laughs) This has
1: been happening to me a lot lately. I think I'm a pretty mindful person, and I'll just say something, and then people will like jump on one word that I say, and and I'm like, I didn't even... (laughs) I just said it, you know, I guess I wasn't being right. mindful. It wasn't, I'm not talking about an insult, just like something in passing. And they'll say, they'll really just glom on to one word and get a lot of meaning. And I'm thinking, I didn't even really, I wasn't intentional. I just kind of said it in passing and they heard it. And it. so, yeah, I guess it, it's obviously good to be mindful and impeccable with your word, but it every single word, every single
0: minute, well, so that's that's a great question. And I wouldn't expect people to be perfect at mindful communication just because they've heard it. Um, I think for me and my experience with mindful communication has come over time. And sometimes by looking back to see where I w- did not communicate mindfully, it helps me to think about the next time I'm not Uh, I'm communicating. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, I think that a lot of times you'll, as you're practicing mindfulness and you've said something, a day later you might think, oh, geez, I shouldn't have said it that way. Well, you practice some more. And then maybe after five minutes, you recognize that you weren't really communicating exactly what you wanted to say that you weren't being impeccable with your word and you practice some more and then maybe it occurs 1 minute later you practice some more and then it starts to occur simultaneously right and so then you start communicating in real time you know mindfully because at this point, you know you've, you've you've connected again to your sense of peace and joy and love and generosity, and so as that starts guiding you, then it starts guiding your communication as well. Well, I can
1: tell you, it only takes a couple of experiences of just throwing something out there and somebody really hearing it and attaching meaning to it. And then you think, Oh, I'm maybe I need to be more careful (laughs) about what I'm saying, if people are hearing it and applying it so closely.
0: Right, right. And you've mentioned before, like during introductions, so that right, uh, pick up your pick up every word that you say. (laughs) So you're a part of mindful communication It's mindful listening as well.
1: Yeah. Well, we know you're a you're a doctor, so you're a good listener. Although I think I'm a good listener too. You are. but yeah. I, you know, and we've talked about there's so many words out there. Uh, there's a lot to pay attention to, and being impeccable with your words, I feel like that's kind of like a tall order. I yeah. mean, you want to be, of course, you want to be,
0: of course, you want to be, and uh, and I'm suggesting that as we practice more of our mindful awareness or exploring awareness that that starts to come more naturally
1: right And, and now i'm looking at number three and and this is resonating more don't make assumptions you know i think it sounds so simple don't make assumptions it sounds so simple but i think that's something that i've definitely learned from you about you know don't assign meaning to something don't think you know what something don't even bother really you've you've told me that before don't you know don't don't try to figure it out right is that kind of the same as don't make assumptions yeah yeah
0: yeah exactly i think that was episode number 31 about stories right and so so it's 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 easy to say like i said you like you said don't make assumptions but but internally it's like okay you, we, we do make assumptions right right and that's part of how we're raised and trained and live in the live in this world so you know i, I don't like telling people what to do mm-hmm. i like people to do things because it arises naturally so you you hear this don't make assumptions but you make assumptions so again it's in the recognition that you're making assumptions
1: well could it also be a judgment can an assun- assumption be a judgment absolutely absolutely
0: yeah. yes uh those uh, making judgments is is, is, an, is an assumption and figuring right. out this whole story and um and making a judgment on it is an assumption
1: and I feel like that applies to yourself as well as other people don't oh, you know
0: yeah right. Yeah.
1: Don't sit here and make judgments about yourself either.
0: So you can make just- assumptions about the future and create right. whole stories yeah. for yourself yep. that, that aren't true. You know, and, and I catch myself doing that and, uh, and I catch it and I'm compassionate with myself. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? You're, you're, you're spinning stories again. You're making assumptions that aren't necessarily true.
1: Hmm. See and I thought it was so simple but when you talk about it they are pretty
0: powerful. Yeah, they really are powerful and but they sound simple right at the right. thought level. But when we when we apply kind of this exploring awareness idea to them they become I think more accessible than just a bunch of rules. Right. And then always do your best. So so I think a lot of us are are have that as a a guidepost. And we sometimes do our best and sometimes we don't do our best. Doing our best, at least, you know, in the context of what we're talking about on this podcast goes back again to these deeper elements that exist within all of us, no matter what our conditioning is, no matter what. And that means... Someone who's committed crime, someone who is um, you know, not telling the truth on the radio, or you know on newscasts or whatever. That person may or may not be doing their best at the time. Within each of us, there are these elements of peace and joy and love and generosity and wisdom, non-judgmentalism. All of those things are there in that awareness place, right? And so when you're moving around in the world guided by those things, then doing your best comes naturally. Again, Mm, that's an interesting way to put it. A bottom-up approach as opposed to a top. Like if you say do your best, what does that mean? (laughs) Who's, Who's deciding what's best, right? And I'm suggesting deep, in your heart, deep in your core, what's best will emerge as we start waking up to our truest sense of ourselves. And the word we use for that, the word we use to access that is exploring awareness.
1: Oh, well, that's a whole new take on that. <laughs> when you put it in those terms about attaching it to your peace and love and joy, and that gives it a whole new meaning to me, at least.
0: Yeah. Doing your best is being your authentic self and moving around in the world like that.
1: Now, come on. What? That's that's awesome. Say that again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Doing your best is being your authentic self and moving in the world guided by that.
1: Well, that just made
0: my day. Thank
1: okay. you. <laughs> That's great. What a great way to put it.
0: Yeah. So you know, so so that that tool, the Four Agreements tool, the four sentences, mm-hmm. um, when they're read from a top-down approach or from a thinking approach, can seem simple and seem like commandments, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But we can also look at them. From the bottom up, right, and we can talk about them from our deepest, our deepest selves, and then, and again, this idea of of recognizing, you know, allowing, investigating, and nurturing opens up that place of compassion, and uh, these for agreements might also set up expectations for people, right? And so if they don't meet those expectations, there can also be Mm self-judgment, right? And so we're talking about mindfulness, paying attention in a particular way non-judgmentally,
1: where do all these self-judgments come from? And, and and are they tied to self-compassion? Is that the same?
0: They're almost kind of the opposite, aren't they? Really? So You know, where do self-judgments come from? Why I don't you know, judging? but it's been
1: bad lately for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's part of our conditioning. I think that's part of how we're brought up. You know, we're brought up in families and religions and work places that are full of judgments, and we're constantly judging ourselves.
1: If you're trying to not judge yourself, is that the same as having self-compassion?
0: That was my question. Right. So if you try to not judge yourself, then you're creating kind of a conflict because you're judging yourself and you're trying not to judge yourself. And so you're kind of created two problems now first you've created the problem of judging yourself and now you're creating the problem of trying not to judge yourself and i love the phrase don't try do mm-hmm. <laughs> don't try but do and so so how do you not judge yourself well you can't not judge yourself because you're that's even a judgmental statement right there to try to not judge yourself but to be in the place that allows and you can allow a judgment and you can see the judgment and you can nurture yourself you know so that that judgment doesn't have that same impact now it may you you may have made a mistake and Mm. you need to see that so that you can correct it so i'm not just saying do anything and don't judge yourself you know there's there is a sense of kind of investigation and evaluation but it's done it's over it's gone Hmm. so it's in the past the past is gone what are you going to do in the future
1: judging yourself or even judging others is such an exhausting vicious cycle it's almost like being on a merry-go-round and you just got to get off you know, it just spins and spins and it keeps going and the judgments keep coming and you rehash things over and over again to the point where you just get dizzy and you have to get off.
0: Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, because you can just really spin around in judgments. Yep. All day. And in some of the opinion news shows, you hear a lot of that just over yes. and over and yep. over. And it just gets embedded in your, in your mind. Right. As is, as if it's a normal thing to do. As if it's a cultural thing to do. Yes. Yes. Aha. Whereas we are talking about something different. And we know that there's another way, but you we get drawn into this, this idea that, stems from from a real place of a need to protect ourselves but we really do get drawn into these stories judgments or stories
1: can you use awareness to be aware of all the judging that you're doing
0: yeah absolutely absolutely and i would say i still love the rain concept the rain tool But you first have to know that you're doing it. You have to recognize. And that's the hardest step.
1: Hmm. Well, I think when you're feeling off balance or you're, like you said, you're feeling depressed or you're feeling anxiety, I think that should be your first clue that perhaps you need to step aside from yourself and and figure out what's going on. And I, therefore, can see the RAIN tool being helpful there because if you're thinking, Oh, I don't feel good. Oh, what's going on? Why am I? Oh, wait, I'm going to do rain. I'm going to, I'm going to first recognize that something's off. I don't feel good. I'm experiencing something. So I can see how that can apply to there. And I think it may be easier to get to that point than I originally thought.
0: Yes. Yes. And you know, the best tool, the best tool to enter this is taking a few deep breaths.
1: Mm.
0: You know? I mean, of all the tools that are out there, I think stopping and breathing, because of the breath, as you know, is our first kind of entryway into awareness. So if you can stop and say, I'm breathing, I mean, that is the most fundamental, the most basic the most present thing you can do because you're breathing unconsciously right now. And you stop and say, I'm breathing, you know, then you've opened that door to awareness because you're aware of your breathing. So just stopping to take a couple of breaths, open that door to awareness, and then you can do this rain tool.
1: And when you talk about that, often and i think it's i value that but i think some people were like breathing why are we stopping and thinking about our breathing but it's it's essential and it is a great tool it, i mean it's take a few deep breaths people say that all the time but really honestly truly what a great tool
0: it is a great tool and and even just taking a couple of deep breaths breaths can be great, you know. It's like right. And sometimes the doctors we say, um, okay, stop and take your own pulse first. Ah. <laughs> just stop, take your pulse because it. I mean, gra- literally. Yeah, just really take your pulse just just for a second, just to ground you, you know, just to like ah. get you into a response place where you can think instead of being you know taken off by
1: i've never heard that before but that really
0: yes isn't that cool
1: yeah take your own pulse oh i like that
0: take your own pulse (laughs) it's
1: gonna be my new comeback line
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah take your own
1: pulse pulse. yeah i like it
0: but again it's one of those things that that shift the energy yeah reaction response so So taking a deep breath shifts the reaction to our response. Mm. Useful tools. I love it. And now we're adding the awareness piece. This is the deeper part. It's like that pure awareness of breathing. And just the awareness of breathing really opens up a really deep place. So the more we practice being aware of our breath the more that door to awareness is open. And with that door of awareness open, being aware of your body, aware of your thoughts, aware of your emotions, really, for for me, that really puts me one step back where I can watch and see what's going on. Mm. And that gives you the stance for rain, it gives you the stance of the four agreements.
1: And so it's time for Lisa's full confession. When I, before we <laughs> really, really talk these out, I thought some of these quote unquote tools are kind of silly or simple or basic, but exploring them and being more aware of them, I think has really helped me appreciate them more. So hopefully the people listening are appreciating them as well.
0: Yeah. So maybe we can kind of do a guided meditation that kind of will incorporate those tools into what we're talking about. Sounds great. We use a lot of words and uh, we have had a really good discussion, but really where the rubber hits the road is in your own self and in your own experience with this. And so You know, listening to the discussion will get you close, but it's kind of like that metaphor we used in one of our first episodes about sugar. So we can talk about what sugar tastes like, we can talk about what sweetness is, but until you actually taste it, you won't know what it is. You remember that conversation? (laughs)
1: When I said, that's ridiculous. Who eats sugar? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I remember. Thank you for reminding me, (laughs) Well, you know, and I, and I have said that to you now, because we talk about this and I read about this and I hear about this, but when you move into it and you experience it, it's life changing and meditation is like magic. And I, and when I'm lucky enough to get to that spot where I get the result, I mean, I'm still not great at it. And I know you've said, well, you can't really quantify whether you're good at it or not. And, I, you know, I I try and I try. And I Sometimes I just can't stop the monkey chatter in, in my brain. But when I can... And I do have the experience of, oh, it makes me so happy. So we talk about these things, and I'm learning about these things, and hopefully you listening are learning and experiencing them as well. Because, yeah, once you taste the sugar, it's, it's a whole yeah. new ball game.
0: Yeah, And it's one of those things like um, it seems like you've stopped the thoughts, but actually the, the thoughts just seem to dissolve um, and and not be a thing. There's a real sense of enjoyment of just being present, right? And so as thoughts come, as you're practicing, you know, thoughts and emotions come and they're and you get to be a little bit like a Teflon pan. And so that beautiful light that you are no longer gets crusted over by all of these thoughts and emotions and so you'll see people who are these bright lights because Mm. they're just being themselves and you'll see other people who have thick thick layers of crust (laughs) of judgments and thoughts and ideas and you know, you, you hear them on the radio.
1: <laughs> you keep bashing the radio. <laughs> well,
0: I, I'm, I don't, I'm not bashing your radio, Lisa. I'm uh-huh. bashing people that right. you guys interview on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see these layers of crust and, um, and, and judgments and opinions and, and preconceived ideas. I'm not mentioning any names, but you you hear this and, and you recognize it for what it is.
1: Well, and that's why I think this podcast is so important because I'm a radio broadcaster and there's a lot of media out there and that seems to become the way of communicating now in, in, uh, in radio and TV, it happens on TV probably more than on radio. And, and, and that's the cycle that I want to stop that this is the information that I want to share. I've put right. of decades of broadcasting experience into manifesting this podcast, wanting to have these conversations and putting this kind of information out there. And to me, this is, I know I'm judging it, but so much more useful and beneficial and leads to what we talk about peace and, and joy and love.
0: It really is. And I only want people to listen to this who want to listen to this. And But, you know, some of these salacious things that happen on TV and radio are so compelling and so interesting. And it's like you can't look away. Mm-hmm. It, it feeds a part of us that is not healthy right and so here we're talking about this this part of us that that is the healthy healing part Mm. and so uh, and i just hope that that with the sincerity and intention you know that um our listeners and and you can tell your friends about it you know to come to this place that that really is truthful and joyful and peaceful and generous and so with that we should experience the sugar so to speak so we'll shift from the conversation mode right to now a meditation mode so now you'll you'll hear my words but this is for you and your internal work. More of an experiential component and the sustainable act, human act that you can do. And the first step when you're in a comfortable position and set your intention. You know, what is your intention? And maybe your intention is to to really see things how they really are. And to drop or let fall off some of these things that really aren't serving you, but seem so compelling. And the doorway to this, and as simple as as it may seem and illogical, It's just knowing that you're breathing. And you feel the air going in over your nose, your nostrils into your lungs, your rib cage expands, the process reverses. so in a sense we're recognizing we're stopping we're recognizing that we're breathing And before, when we were talking, we didn't, we didn't do that. We were just we were breathing a bunch of times without rec- recognizing that we were breathing. And so, this very special opportunity right starts out by recognizing that we're breathing. and and then starting at your bottoms of your feet recognizing being aware of your feet and appreciating them because they're been moving you around all day and then bringing that recognition or awareness up your ankles and lower legs and knees and hips and thighs. You could even just, you know, feel your legs and thighs as part of this, you know, your present moment experience is your your body and these legs, incredible legs. And then moving up then to your pelvis and lower abdomen. And just being aware of that whole part of your body and your chest. and your heart, and you may even wanna put your hand over your heart. And that can sometimes be a a tool for self-compassion, just to put your hand there. and then feeling that your back and the muscles of your back and the tight spots, in your shoulders, and sometimes recognizing that you're holding tension in your shoulders or back. And when you recognize it, sometimes it's like, ooh. They then relax because you didn't know they were tense until you brought some awareness to them and it kind of healed that. So do you notice like awareness of tension results in some change? It's subtle, subtle. And then your hands, the palms of your hands or the back of your hands and moving up your wrists and forearms and elbows and upper arms into your shoulders and neck. Recognizing or being aware of your whole body below your head. And then moving up the back of your head, around your ears, and the tops of your heads, and the side of your head, and then along your face, your forehead, eyebrows, eyes, muscles all around your eyes, your nose, your mouth, all the muscles around those openings back to your neck. You know, and like a lifeguard watching a pool, your awareness is watching your whole body and your breath. And there's already, there's a sense of peace, a sense of calm. You know, a sense of joy because of that peace and calmness. But now we have our brain and our head. And just like the lungs breathe and just like the heart beats blood and just how the salivary gland produces saliva, your brain is thinking and reacting and doing all these amazing things. And that can, um, you know, translate what's happening into actions. And so, with this awareness, now we have a choice. We have an opportunity, and you can bring up an emotion. A. Um, you know, a moderate emotion. Let's not bring up strong emotions at the moment, but an emotion you may have had, something you took personally, let's say, felt dismissed or, you know, felt sad about an outcome. And just bring that memory of that emotion up and see where does it, where does you feel it in your body? It could be a good emotion as well. By the way, it doesn't always have to be a, a negative emotion. It could be joy. It could be gratitude. And where would that feel, your body? And then and allow that emotion to be there. Because if, it, if it's a negative emotion, the tendency won't be to bury it, to push it. And what other emotions does it conjure up for you? And can we allow those to be there? And so it's it's all out there as part of our human experience, part of the past, and part of the future, part of a human life, but this, this awareness, this lifeguard is there just observing it. You can just put your hand on your heart And in this recognition and allowing and investigating, perhaps there's a transformation that occurs and that this emotion can be what it is. Well, the awareness of the emotion just stays what it always has been. You know, compassion, peace, and joy, and love, and generosity of spirit, and that, you know, how does that relate to this emotion? So the emotion comes and it goes, or it comes and this. Allowed to be there in this field of of, of compassionate awareness. And then perhaps that emotion gets absorbed or transformed into presence. And maybe there's a joy in the recognition that who you really are is not this emotion. In this present moment, There's something more than just the emotion. And so they come and they go. in your field of awareness, in the awareness of the awareness. And just try your best to hold it there. And as you get pulled back and forth, take a breath, Maybe you'll realize what's the truth and what's false, what's present, what's past, what's present, what's future, what's truth, what's an assumption. and as you move forward from this place you know how does that affect how you talk how does that affect how you live your life you know is there some wisdom and guidance from a place beyond what you think or how you react. You know, and that's that's for you to discern through this type of practice. You prefer chaos, or you prefer stability. Is there a choice? What choice would you like to make? So we'll take a couple of more deep breaths and open our eyes. Um, how was the sugar, Lisa? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Not that sweet, actually. You know, that's the thing with meditation. Sometimes it brings you peace and sometimes it brings you insight and sometimes it brings you pain.
0: Yeah. So you
1: threw some things out there in that meditation about making some choices and thinking about things. And sometimes it's not always a pleasurable thing to do. So, I mean, I'm grateful. I'm always grateful for your meditations, but some of them are not as easy as others for me at
0: least. Well, it does bring up sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. past patterns and things that you have to respond to. Yes. And so people that that's why, you know, I'm always hesitant to call this stress reduction because sometimes it it, uh, it it to to be authentic. It requires us to correct some things in the past.
1: Well, I do. I am grateful
0: that I've discovered this. It's almost like the magic
1: of meditation, because when you do let go and you get to that place, things do come up that you maybe you weren't aware of. And so I'm grateful for that experience.
0: Um, Yeah. Thich Nhat Hanh has a book called The Miracle of Mindfulness. So, you know, this is similar to what you're saying.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to end on a down note. I, I liked the 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 uh, the lifeguard analogy. He brought that up a couple of times. I thought that was yeah.
0: Hard. I like know, that. It just came up.
1: Yeah, I know. I wonder. I thought, did he have that planned, or did that? No,
0: I didn't me? have that planned. It just nice. seemed like uh, that image came up to me as a lifeguard, kind nice. of protecting the swimmers in a pool.
1: Right. Well, always grateful for your insight and conversation and your meditation. And if you're listening and you have a question or a comment, email us at exploringawareness at gmail.com. Trying to get a little more active on our Facebook page, our Instagram page, and our Twitter account. So you can always reach out. We love to hear from you. Any comments or questions or future topics you'd like us to address.
0: Yeah, we'd like to hear from all the Australians that are listening. And
1: yeah, the, we have a lot.
0: So let's hear from you guys. We'd love to hear how things are going.
1: And thank you so much for listening and uh, hope to be back with another conversation soon.
0: Yes. And, you know, no matter what's going on right now, there's always the peace and joy within. And so please do your best to find it and hold it there. We'll see you soon. This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation
1: with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you
0: or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.